Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. Return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. All right, here's what we can tell you. It's 12.33 in Edmonton. This is Oilers now at uh, 12 o'clock today. The Edmonton Oilers made it official on a multitude of fronts. Uh, Todd McClellan back as head coach. Worst kept secret in northern Alberta. Jay Woodcroft uh, leaves the Oilers coaching staff, takes over as head coach in Bakersfield. Jim Johnson will not be back on the Oilers staff, nor will Ian Herbers, who was on a three-year leave, had a three-year contract with the Oilers and was in his option year, and obviously you're not going to give up a full-time job uh, if you don't have something going. Uh, with Ian Herbers return to the University of Alberta, and that uh, will probably be announced early next week. Uh, he's already met with U of AAD. Uh, Ian Reed, Serge Lajoie, who went 37-6 and six this year and won the national championship uh, for the Bears. Uh, of course, Herbers won 119-19. and 19. Uh, Serge Lajoie now becomes uh, probably the number one candidate for WHL coaching jobs out there. Should mention, Serge's son, Mark Lajoie is for the WHL Bantam Draft. So these are 14 year old kids. He is a six foot three. 205-pound left-shot defenseman that is expected to go in the middle of the first round. And that may play into which organizations are looking at him. Do not be surprised if the Saskatoon Blades of the Western Hockey League uh, target uh, Serge Lajoie. And there might be two or three other teams in the WHL that are going to be needing head coaches shortly that might be going down that path. So it's interesting how all this pans out. And then on the farm, uh, with Jay Woodcroft uh, going to Bakersfield, Jerry Fleming uh, and Tony Borgford will not be back. That means J.F. Uhl, the son of Rajan Uhl, will return. The Oilers did not name who is going to be coming in. Todd McClellan just saying right now in Oilers. Now, uh, in fairness, we wanted to make sure everybody knew. Uh, you know, we wanted to let our own people uh, know where they're at and... Uh, before we start pursuing uh, new coaches. This is Oilers now. It's 1235. I think I've got everything worked out there. Elliot Friedman was one of the individuals to tweet last night, last night that uh, Jay Woodcroft was going to end up in uh, uh, in Bakersfield. Can I get you to do me a favor over there, Brendan Ulrich? 
Can you transfer Elliot in? I've got. Oh no! Wait a sec. Now I've got it. No, I do not. Uh, somebody just a sec here. One second. Here we go. Elliot Friedman's appearances are on Oilers now are brought to you by our friends at the River Cree Resort and Casino. They have George Thurgood next Saturday at the River Cree. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. Elliot, you were one of the individuals last night to break that uh, Jay Woodcroft was going to the American Hockey League. It's my belief Jay had the option of staying on the Oilers staff or taking the next step in his career development. And this is a you know this is a guy who has had an interesting career progression so far. Yes, and, uh, you know, I understand he's pretty excited about the opportunity. That's what, uh, you know, we've heard, but, you know, I haven't spoken to him. Um, but I guess it's, uh, it's, you know, it's something that we've all kind of guessed was going to happen or potentially could happen, and we finally have our answer. Yeah. Um... It's interesting. I mean, sometimes, you know, different organizations have different philosophical approaches. I mean, you look at Calgary and they made the change of Glenn Gullitson. And I know that Darren Dreger put out this morning that there's a bunch of different organizations that are looking at Glenn Gullitson as a uh, potential uh, assistant. Uh, let's not forget that Todd McClellan and Glenn Gullitson traveled together the day after the regular season was over to make their first trip out to Saskatoon. We just had Todd on the show, Elliot. He's in Saskatoon again for their fundraising uh, concert tonight. But, uh, you know, which other organizations do you envision would have interest in Glenn Gullitson at this time? Oof, I'm just trying to think. Well, I know there was a report this week about Vancouver. Um, you know, I don't know about that one because they've got, I don't know what the openings are they would have on their staff unless they were adding him. Um, you know, it's it's funny. I, 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 don't, I don't know about Dallas. Um, you know, I'd heard that, uh, I'd heard that they weren't going to bring back anybody with old ties and then that was kind of denied to me, but tough to tell exactly you know what the situation um is there um you know i'm trying to you know i i think potentially ottawa if they make any changes uh, i don't know exactly um i think right now it's kind of situations where you're almost guessing as opposed to knowing a hundred percent um i have a feeling that there's probably a team or two out there i haven't been able to pin down or think about yet they're probably just thinking of making some changes, but I think all the only ones that I could really say right now are kind of the obvious ones in the sense of uh, they're the ones you see. Yeah. Uh, by the way, you mentioned Vancouver. Does Doug Jarvis retire at some point off that Vancouver staff? He's been the eye on the skis. He's been around a long time, so maybe food for thought in that regard. Elliot Friedman joining us from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Now the other name, and uh, he was... Uh, with the Anaheim Ducks, uh, and we should mention, Randy Carlisle got an extension last year, and you know how overlaps worth in contracts. That that plays a factor in these sort of things. Uh, Trent Yanni, it's my belief he still had a year left. Yeah, and he did have a year left. He did have a year left in Anaheim, but was did not get an extension beyond that year. So, I and I mentioned on the show, Elliot, that I think that there's a better possibility that Yanni ends up in Edmonton than Gullison, which is not to say they both don't end up here. I just yeah. think, given Todd's prior track record of Trent Yanni, uh, that seems like a real good fit. Yes, uh, I would agree with that. Um, you know, and uh, from what I hear out there, I think there's been some conversation already between Yanni and uh, the Oilers. So that does make a lot of sense. He was three years an assistant with Todd in San Jose. 
So uh, I think there's some truth to that. I think the thing with Gullison is that, uh, you know, it's probably a couple of things. Number one, does he have a chance at any of the open head coaching jobs? Right. Because you're always going to want to be a head coach as opposed to an assistant. So that's number one. Number two, um, you know, he's got a lot of experience. So I, you know, I think you're probably looking to, le- if you're not the head coach, what's the best deal you could leverage yourself for the assistant coach? Uh, and number three, uh, I think you look at a situation where you say, whether intentionally or not, this is a situation where I could become head coach someday. So you've got a whole bunch of different variables there. And, you know, I, I think you take a look at the big picture and really figure out what's the best for you in terms of all those different variables. We're joined right now by Elliot Friedman. So we've addressed the Oilers news of the day. Todd McClellan back as head coach but with an entirely new coaching staff. Again, we'll have Jay Woodcroft, the new head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, coming down the pipe at uh, 105 Edmonton time. Let's get to uh, one of the storylines for those of you out east and involved the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, um, you know what? They got beat by a better team. I think you and me can both agree on that. Boston was bigger, uh, or not necessarily bigger, but they were better and deeper. Uh, one out. Let's uh, start with Lou Lamarillo. What's going to happen uh, there? Because... You know, you've got some good assistants that come from rival OHL organizations. What do you see transpiring on that front? Well, I thought his availability was interesting today in the sense that he just wouldn't talk about it. Um, You know, I think you get in situations where you... you, Sometimes a non-answer gives more away than an answer or causes, I guess, more guesswork than an answer. And I, I got to tell you, the, his reactions today seem to have a lot of people thinking or guessing that he's not going to be back. But I think that's the whole thing right now is guessing. Uh, this organization here does a pretty good job of keeping things quiet right now. It's hard to get information out of them. I really do admit, Bob, that during the year, as we knew this was possibly the last season for Lamorello's GM, I had a very difficult feel for the future. I, I felt uh, there, was, there was nothing there I could really grab onto and say, this is the answer. Um, you know, I, I think this. I think at times this year I felt come back. Yeah. There's also been times this year I felt where I, and other people have felt that they're going to move on. I mean, the weird thing about uh, the weird thing about Dubis' situation is when you block someone from going to another team, and they did that last year with him in Colorado, that usually means you're getting a promotion and soon. Yep. And I think we've all kind of wondered. They told Colorado one of the reasons they wasn't going is because they saw him as the future GM. I just think we're all wondering when. And, and that's something that we don't have an answer to. Where is Lou Lamarillo's son currently working? He works for the Islanders. Hmm. Yeah, we we've wondered about that. Um, you know, I, I don't believe the Islanders have asked, uh, at least not while the Toronto was still in the situation. You know, it's not only that Chris, and he'll represent the Islanders at the draft lottery, it's not only that Chris works for the Islanders, 
It's also that Chris Terreri works for the Islanders, who Lou Lamorello has a long history with. Lou Lamorello and Gar Snow have a good relationship. And part of the whole thing there is complex because Gar Snow has... Some uh, like a big ticket on his contract. Nobody understands. Nobody knows exactly what it is, at least not publicly. But you know, he has a situation with his deal there that affects the whole thing. So, and the other thing too is, I, I still do think like, what if John Tavares says, you know what, I'm coming back to the Islanders? Do they make any changes? Is that enough for the Islanders to say, you know what, Garcino did his job. He got John Tavares to come back here. So, therefore, we don't need to make a change. I think there's a lot of balls in the air there. All right. Uh, We'll get back to the Maple Leafs on the player front in a second, but I want to talk about GM openings on two other fronts. One organization that has always shown a willingness to pay and another one that might not be paying that much. Uh, Let's start with the Minnesota Wild. Um, Chuck Fletcher, relieved of his duties uh, earlier this week. Six straight years in the playoffs. He'd been in Minnesota for nine seasons. Craig Leopold, a former uh, owner in Nashville, now, of course, the owner in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota with the Wild. And we actually see Craig every time we uh, go uh, (laughs) to play the Wild because uh, he has one of the floors in the hotel that we stay at. Uh, But uh, interesting guy, Paul Fenton. Is that one, like, is he 1, 1A, 1B, and 1C there, do you think? Um, I do think that. Uh, I do think it's his job uh, to lose. I think it's his job if he wants it. Um, And, you know, I do think they'll go through a process. I think they're going to interview some other people. But I think the understanding is that, yes, he he has the inside track. And if this is what he wants, he's going to get it. Okay. Uh, So what's what's the high end of the GM scale around the league? In terms of what you get paid? Yes, how much per year? Are we talking two and a half, three million a year? Probably. I mean, say there's deal in uh say there's deal in the Rangers, I believe like off the top of my head, I could be missing somebody. I believe he's the highest paid. Although he's not technically the GM anymore. Yes. I believe when he was the GM, I believe he was the highest paid guy. Okay. Um, you know, Snow's deal, I don't know what it is, but there's something there that's um, very good for him. He got a great deal there. But I would say probably two and a half to three is the answer. Wow. Yes. That's, that's amazing. I mean, that's a team that has taken out of revenue sharing for how long in the NHL? So yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess I, I, the one thing is, I, I would be careful. I don't, I don't know exactly what it is. Like, other, uh, I will say, other general managers around the league kind of talk about it with a bit of envy because it gives him some real job security. Yes, um, it was something that happened when the team was sold, and I don't know exactly what it is, but I know it just puts him in a real position where. Um, you know, put it this way: as one guy said to me, everybody wishes they had that kind of a deal. So people say it more out of envy than anything else. Well, I could see Craig Leopold. You know, there's a guy. I could see him bucking up a million and a half, two million bucks here to get Paul Fenton out of Nashville. Uh, we're joined by Elliot Friedman, courtesy of the River Creek Resort and Casino. Again, coming up Saturday, May seventh, George Thurgood and the Destroyers. All right, uh, Elliot, uh, let's get uh, to it here. Uh, oh. 
Is, is that uh, Garcon calling you right now? To, did you no, just release? No, the... no, it's just my uncle. Oh. <laughs> Guido, the killer pimp. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so from the high end to the potential low end, I mean, Carolina, do you have any idea what they're looking at in terms of a general manager, or should the owner just uh, be the GM of the team? Well, I do think whatever happens, the owner's going to wield a big stick there. Um, you know, I, I think that he's somebody who's going to be really involved. Like, everybody knows you've got, you know, the, your spectrum. You've got, you know, I, I don't think Daryl Cates is an incredibly involved guy. I, I think he lets people do work. Um, uh, you know, I, I think you have to answer to an owner. You know, I think Jeff Vinnick is probably the guy that everybody kind of wishes they worked for because he lets Steve Eisman do the job. But And then on the other side, you have owners that are incredibly involved. I think Craig Leopold is a pretty involved guy in Minnesota. And I think Tom Dundon, the new owner of the Hurricanes, is going to be very involved. And I think all the guys who are interviewing there are going to have, have their eyes wide open about what's that, what that's going to be. Now, I understand, we all know that it was reported that Steve Greeley from Buffalo went back in there this, this week. Yes. I've heard some rumblings about the possibility of John Ferguson from Boston uh, potentially being in there. Um, so I still do think they're going through the process, but I think everybody who knows and know everybody who knows going in there knows that Dundon's going to be incredibly involved. All right, let's get to a potential player movement. We're joined right now by Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Elliot James Van Riemsdyk. Um, I got the sense they had taken a look at the Twitterverse uh, that there was uh, a. Uh, was there a feeling there that he maybe doesn't think he's going to be back in that dressing room again? I think he's felt that way for quite some time, Bob. Um, you know, from what I understood, they told him in training camp that they would negotiate with him, and nothing ever happened. Now, Toronto did reach a point where it said, we're putting off all decisions until after our season, and which is, as you mentioned now, um, but I just don't know how it's going to work. I, I don't know how they can do that. The guy had a career high in goals with 36. You know, somebody, goal scoring is an expensive thing in this league, and yes. everybody needs it. Uh, I just think it's going to be, they see it, it's, it's going to be hard for them to pull it off. Now, the one thing is, I think he really likes playing in Toronto. So I think he's willing to listen. I just think it's going to be a hard thing to do. You know what? Until 527 this morning, I thought the Calgary Flames were aligned in the stars to get Tyler Bozak because, as you know, there's been a long connection between Brian Burke and Tyler Bozak. But then Brian Burke left the Calgary Flames organization to do TV. We'll, we'll hit on that in a second. But Tyler Bozak, to me, is another interesting player because he, too, is a UFA. Well, the thing, too, Bob, is there's not a lot of centers. Right. Like, you know, there's, there's Tavares, there's Paul Stasny. There's Bozak, and then there's really, you know, Riley Nash. Like, I mean, you know Derek Ryan really well. He's going to be available, too. But how many centers are there, really? Yeah. Well, Derek... So, Derek's centers got, are going to do well. Yeah. Well, Derek, you know, got back-to-back one-year years, uh, one year deals. He's going to get at least a two-year deal from somebody. And the one thing people need to remember, we could have a potential lockout, Elliot, 2021. We shouldn't even talk about that, but that is going to get factored into some of the deals that get made uh, this year. Uh, Brian Burke, he, you guys decided to upgrade, uh, you know, uh, on your show. Now, who's he bumping off the panel? Uh, I look at it as more of a downgrade as opposed to an upgrade. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how it's all going to work. You know, we, we kind of got tipped off today that it was going to happen before it was announced. And, uh, 
Uh, I don't know. You know, we're all curious about that. Um, he starts tomorrow, so we'll see. We'll see which one of us isn't sitting there. Oh, that's funny. Hey, have fun, <laughs> uh, have fun with it. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll stay in touch here over the next month. I know, uh, I guess just to wrap up, this is also the uh, Russian players become free agents uh, on April the 30th. You guys have got the lottery uh, tomorrow night, which means for Oilers fans, um, they're going to want to watch the second intermission of the uh, Vegas. No, you want to watch the pregame first because first we no, do. No, 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 Elliot, because we already oh, know Edmonton. Well, we're we're going to be in the you top gotta, three. You got to make sure you get there first, Bob. Come on. I'm just having fun. That with was you. very good, Bob. Oh my God! If you guys win the lottery, yes. Oh my. My God, people are going to be mad, mad, mad. All right. Well, why don't you give everybody so uh, you know? As you know, subtract two hours to the uh, on-air so time. Five thirty Eastern. Five thirty. Uh, Five thirty Edmonton time. Seven thirty Eastern. Right. Right. Five thirty Edmonton time. Excuse me. Seven thirty yeah. Eastern. Right. Is the is the we unveil the first twelve teams. And the final three teams will be during the second intermission. And the final three teams, Edmonton will be one of those teams. And again, oh man, it would be it would be too rich if that were to happen. Oh man, you guys should laugh because th- there'll be something will come out of it. Like they'll make it. You can't win, you know, w- more than once or something like that. I guarantee, if you guys win it, the rules are going to get changed. You know, technically, the Oilers only won two of the four years, Elliot, when they ended up with the number one overall pick. They just held their spot in a couple of those other years. So, it- all right, just deal with the technicalities there, Bob. I'm sure that'll make everybody happy. All right, I'll nerd out on you. There you go, Elliot. As always, all right, Bob, have a great I'm gonna, weekend. Yeah, hey, you can uh, call anytime. Just uh, some nights I don't take that call. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, Bob. Thanks. <laughs> See you later. That is Elliot Friedman at 12.53 at Edmonton. We'll take a timeout. Jay Woodcroft's coming down the pipe at 105. I'll get to some of your texts. They're not all flattering. Uh, this is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. All right, so welcome back, everybody. It is 1255 in Edmonton. Some guests on the show receive guest certificates too. Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow Sizzle to Alberta's own Roots Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Reminder, every Wednesday is date night at Roots Chris, where two can dine for $120. We got a terrific trip. We we're down to six spots. We've only got six spots left um, to see the Edmonton Oilers play in Germany and Sweden next fall. You'll follow Oilers now with a new S travel trip to Europe. Your new S travel package includes flights, hotels, game tickets, and welcome receptions. Book now for the Oilers Now Hockey Road Trip to Sweden and Germany. Space, as we mentioned, limited. We're down to six spots on that. 780-432-7446 or go online at newstravel.com. Two questions I want to get to. Uh, you can text us at 630-630. 
Bob, uh, a whole new staff. So does that mean Dustin Schwartz isn't coming back either? No. Uh, Dustin Schwartz is, if they've not listed Dustin Schwartz in the release, I guess I should have clarified this with Todd McClellan. Uh, Dustin Schwartz is under contract, and he is remaining as the Oilers' goaltending coach, to my knowledge. The coaches that will not be back will be Jim Johnson, who I believe had a year left in his deal, and Ian Herbers, who had a, uh, a team option year left in his deal, and usually in those situations, that's a scenario where if a guy has something else, he goes back to what he has. Herbers, of course, was the University of Alberta head coach. So I don't know the situation. I mean, Jerry Fleming and Tony Borgford gone from the AHL teams. I, I'm not sure what sort of term they had. I think they were both up at the end of this year as well. Again, you can text us at 630-630. This text from Colin, he says, Bob, do the Edmonton letters have to give up any picks for assistance that are under contract or any picks for any reason? No. The uh, league has changed that, and the Oilers were one of the last teams to pay hard through it. Edmonton gave up a second rounder, I believe, for Peter Shrelly and a third rounder for Todd McClellan, and they did away with that at least a season ago and possibly two years ago. They thought the compensation was too steep for losing personnel, but the Oilers haven't had a lot of second-round picks over the last uh, couple of years, and drafting is going to be a big part of things moving forward. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, and when we come back, the new head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, Jay Woodcroft.